Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, and thank you so much for the many things you've already blessed us with this day. And now the blessed opportunity to be able to get into your word. Help us now as we do that. So pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Continuing our Bible study of May to Z in the word heaven, if you will turn to the book of Acts, right here in chapter 1, we see the ascension of Jesus Christ as it's recorded. The former treatise have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach, until the day in which he was taken up. After that, he, through the Holy Ghost, had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them forty days, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom of Israel? And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. And when he had spoken these things while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, Behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. Ascended, I don't know. Now it was 40 days after his resurrection. All right, let's uh, continue on here in the book of Acts. In chapter 2, we see here the event that the Lord just told them about, that they would receive the Holy Ghost. And he said, not many days hence, and it was actually 10 days later, on the day of Pentecost, where it reads in Acts chapter 2, verse 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men, out of every nation under heaven. Now when this was Noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded, because that every man heard them speak in his own language. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these which speak Galileans? And how hear we every man in our own tongue wherein we were born? The gift of tongues given at that time, and shown exactly what the purpose of 
the tongues is, is to be able to communicate to people in other languages that were not your natural language and be able to spread the gospel just as he told us in the Great Commission to all nations, giving them that ability to speak in those various languages. And that's what speaking in tongues is truly all about. And we see there that this came down from heaven, gave them that indwelling spirit of the Holy Ghost. Of course, when we become born-again Christians today, we don't have this same visual experience but we do get indwelt with the Holy Ghost immediately when you receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And then you develop that relationship, grow that relationship, and have a constant communion with the Holy Ghost and mature as a Christian. And of course, the people that were filled with the Holy Ghost that day, it's estimated it was some 120 or so that were filled with the Holy Ghost, and they start to preach and teach and spread the gospel just like they were instructed to. We have some of these records of this preaching and teaching and the changes that were made within them. And in Acts chapter 3, pick it up here in verse 19, we can see some of this preaching going on. Repent ye therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. And he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you, whom the heaven must receive until the times of restitution of all things, which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. Pointing out here, that Jesus Christ is in heaven, sitting on the right hand of the Father, actually, and that it was all prophesied and fulfilled. It gives us confidence in the other prophecies that are to be fulfilled. And this is a sermon delivered to a group of Jews, as it continues. For Moses truly said unto the fathers, A prophet shall the Lord your God raise up, unto you of your brethren, like unto me. Him shall ye hear in all things whatsoever he shall say unto you. And it shall come to pass that every soul which will not hear that prophet shall be destroyed from among the people. Yea, and all the prophets from Samuel and those that follow after, as many as have spoken, have likewise foretold of these days. Ye are the children of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with our fathers, saying unto Abraham, And in thy seed shall all the kindreds of the earth be blessed. Unto you first, God, having raised up his son Jesus, send him to bless you in turning away every one of you from his iniquities. To the Jew first and then to the Gentiles. And back over there in verse 21 again, whom the heaven must receive until the times of restitution. Receive. So Jesus Christ ascended as we read in chapter 1 and referred to there when he's preaching to that group of Jews. And then turn on over to 4 and we continue this in chapter 4. 
And as they spake unto the people, the priest and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them. Now the them here is Peter and John that was doing this preaching. Being grieved that they taught the people and preached through Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they laid hands on them and put them in hold and unto the next day, for it was now eventide. Howbeit, many of them which heard the word believed, and the number of the men was about 5,000. What an awesome result from that preaching. And it was to a group of Jews, so they had a bit of a foundational belief system already, and a trust in the prophets. And then when it was displayed to them and revealed to them again that um, the arrival of Jesus Christ and the finished work of Jesus Christ was prophesied and fulfilled, then many believed. As it continues, And it came to pass on the morrow that their rulers and elders and scribes and Annas, the high priest and Caiaphas and John and Alexander and as many as were of the kindred of the high priest were gathered together at Jerusalem. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, By what power or by what name have ye done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, Ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he is made whole, referring there to a man that they had healed, or the Lord had healed through their hand. Be it known unto you all, and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. And Peter pointing that out, that the healing comes from the Lord. Not from him, not from John, but from the Lord. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which is become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. That's the key verse there pertaining to heaven. No other way, no other pathway, no other salvation other than through the finished work of Jesus Christ. All right, now turn on over to Acts chapter 7. Now, in Acts chapter 7, we see Stephen, which was not an apostle, but he was a disciple and filled with the Holy Ghost and did some good preaching to a group of Jews that weren't so willing to hear what he had to say. And they rejected it and didn't want to hear it. And he responds to their rejection in Acts chapter 7, verse 51. Ye stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears, you do always resist the Holy Ghost as your fathers did, so do ye. Which of the prophets have not your fathers persecuted? And they have slain them which showed before of the coming of the Just One, of whom ye have been now the betrayers and murderers, who have received the law by the dispensation of angels, and have not kept it. When they heard these things, they were cut to the heart, and they gnashed on him with their teeth. But he, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven, 
and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God. Note here that he was given the blessing to be able to look up into heaven, all the way up into the heaven of heavens and see Jesus Christ, see the heavenly Father. And note that Jesus Christ is standing, not seated on the right hand of the Father, but standing up, showing his attention and concern for what is taking place. Verse 56. It said, Behold, I see the heavens opened, and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. Then they cried out with a loud voice, and stopped their ears, and ran upon him with one accord, and cast him out of the city, and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at a young man's feet, whose name was Saul. And they stoned Stephen, calling upon God. And Stephen was the one calling upon God here, and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit, just as the example he saw of Jesus Christ on the cross. And he kneeled down and cried with a loud voice, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. He died. He died the physical death, which when a born-again Christian dies the physical death, we see it referred to as sleep many times throughout the Word of God because we live forever. We have everlasting life. All right, now turn on over to chapter 9, and we see the conversion of Saul. Now, they referred to Saul back over there in chapter 7, in verse 58, where it says, And the witnesses laid down their clothes at a young man's feet, whose name was Saul. And here in chapter 9, we see this young man being converted. He had become determined to hunt down and find Christians to bring them back to Jerusalem because by this time there was a lot of persecution. There was a lot of horrible treatment, torturous abuse, and even murders of the born-again Christians. And here we see Saul in chapter 9. And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, this way being of the Christian way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? That was the perfect response for Saul, acknowledging the Lord, ultimate authority, humbling himself and asking what he should do. It's 
And the Lord said unto him, Arise, and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. And the men which journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no man. And Saul arose from the earth, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no man, but they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And he was three days without sight, and neither did eat nor drink. And there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Behold, I am here, Lord. And the Lord said unto him, Arise, and go into the street, which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prayeth, and hath seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard by many of this man how much evil he hath done to thy saints at Jerusalem. And here he hath authority from the chief priest to bind all that call on thy name. But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. And Ananias went his way and entered into the house, and putting his hands on him, said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared unto thee in the way as thou camest, hath sent me that thou mightest receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. And immediately there fell from his eyes as it had been scales, and he received sight forthwith, and arose, and was baptized. And when he had received meat, he was strengthened. And then was Saul certain days in with the disciples which were at Damascus, and straightway he preached Christ in the synagogues, that he is the Son of God. What a conversion! To go from hunting down Christians and take them back to beasts, horribly treated and even killed, to preaching the gospel. But all that heard him were amazed and said, Is not this he that destroyed them which called on this name in Jerusalem, and came hither for that intent that he might bring them bound unto the chief priest? But Saul increased the more in strength and confounded the Jews which dwelt at Damascus, proving that this is very Christ." An awesome testimony for Saul, who later goes by the name Paul. And we have so many of his records in the book of Acts and his writings throughout the rest of the New Testament. That conversion from seeing that vision, having that experience of the heavens being opened and that light coming down and speaking to him directly, him being converted on that road to Damascus. Amazing experience, I'm sure. All right, now turn on over to chapter 10 and picking it up in verse 9. On the morrow, as they went on their journey and drew nigh unto the city, Peter went up upon the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. And he became very hungry and would have eaten, but while they made ready, he fell into a trance. And saw heaven opened, and a certain vessel descending unto him, as it had been a great sheet knit 
at the four corners and let down to the earth, wherein were all manner of four-footed beasts of the earth and wild beasts and creeping things and fowls of the air. And there came a voice to him, Arise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, Not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. And the voice spake unto him again the second time, What God hath cleansed, that call not thou common. This was done thrice, and the vessel was received up again into heaven. Three times he saw this vision. The Lord communicating to him what should be done, as it continues. Now, while Peter doubted in himself what this vision which he had seen should mean, behold, the men which were set from Cornelius had made inquiry for Simon's house and stood before the gate and called and asked whether Simon, which was surnamed Peter, were lodged there. And then if you jump on over to chapter 11, and you can see how Peter explains this in chapter 11. And the apostles and the brethren that were in Judea heard that the Gentiles had also received the word of God. And when Peter was come up to Jerusalem, they that were of the circumcision contended with him, saying, Thou wentest in to men uncircumcised, and didst eat with them? Speaking of his interaction with Cornelius and the others, reads, But Peter rehearsed the matter from the beginning and expounded it by order unto them, saying, I was in the city of Joppa praying, and in a trance I saw a vision, a certain vessel descend as it had been a great sheet let down from heaven by four corners, and it came even to me. Upon the which, when I had fastened mine eyes, I considered and saw four-footed beasts of the earth, and wild beasts, and creeping things, and fowls of the air. And I heard a voice saying unto me, Arise, Peter, slay, and eat. And I said, Not so, Lord, for nothing common or unclean hath at any time entered into my mouth. But the voice answered me again from heaven, What God hath cleansed, that call not thou common. This and this was done three times, and all were drawn up again into heaven. And behold, immediately there were three men already coming unto my house, where I was sent from Caesarea unto me. And the Spirit bade me go with them, nothing doubting. Moreover, these six brethren accompanied me, and we entered into the man's house. And he showed us how... He had seen an angel in his house, which stood and said unto him, Send men to Joppa, and call for Simon, whose surname is Peter, who shall tell thee words whereby thou and all thy house shall be saved. And as I began to speak, the Holy Ghost fell on them, as on us at the beginning. Then remembered I the word of the Lord, how that he said, John indeed baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. For as much then as God gave them the like gift as he did unto us who believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, what was I that I could withstand God? When they heard these things, they held their peace and glorified God, saying, 
Then hath God also to the Gentiles granted repentance unto life. Going to the Gentiles also, to the Jews first, then to the Gentiles. Peter needed a little extra teaching about that, reminding him that the Lord came to provide a way of salvation for all people, Jew and Gentile. And he gave him that great commission to go and preach to, to all nations, not just to the nation of Israel, but to all nations. And we see how they then begin to spread the gospel to everyone, just like the Lord had told them to do. And, of course, Paul, he focused mostly on the Gentiles. And now, if you will, turn on over to Acts chapter 17. We see here the Lord of heaven referred to. In Acts chapter 17, picking it up in verse 16 where it reads, Now while Paul waited for them at Athens, now Paul, as I spoke of earlier, Saul and Paul, the same thing. Saul is his Hebrew version of his name. Paul is his Gentile version of his name, or Greek version. So when Saul began to reach out to the Gentiles, he could relate to the Gentiles better by using his Greek name, Paul, so that's what he's going by right here, because he's actually going to a bunch of Greeks to preach the messages. And here we see that in Acts chapter 17, verse 16. Now, while Paul waited for them at Athens, his spirit was stirred in him when he saw the city wholly given to idolatry. Therefore disputed he in the synagogues with the Jews and with the devout persons and in the market daily with them that met with him. Then certain philosophers of the Epicureans and of the Stoics encountered him, and some said, What will this babbler say? Some say, He seemeth to be a setter forth of strange gods, because he preached unto them Jesus and the resurrection. And they took him and brought him unto Areopagus, saying, May we know what this new doctrine wherein thou speakest is. For thou bringest certain strange things to our ears. We would know, therefore, what these things mean. For all the Athenians and strangers which were there spent their time in nothing else but either to tell or to hear some new thing. Then Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill and said, Ye men of Athens, I perceive that in all things ye are too superstitious. For as I pass by and beheld your devotions, I found an altar with this inscription, To the unknown God, whom therefore ye ignorantly worship, him declare I unto you. God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands, neither is worshipped with men's hands, as though he needed anything, seeing he giveth to all life and breath and all things, and hath made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth, and hath determined the times before appointed and the bonds of their habitation, that they should seek the Lord, if haply they might feel after him and find him, though he be not far from every one of us. 
For in him we live and move and have our being, as certain also of your own poets have said, for we are also of his offspring. For as much then as we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the Godhead is like unto gold or silver or stone, graven by art and man's device. And the times of this ignorance God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent, because he hath appointed a day in the which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained, whereof he hath given assurance unto all men, in that he hath raised him from the dead, speaking of Jesus Christ. And when they heard the resurrection of the dead, some mocked, and others said, We will hear thee again of this matter. So Paul departed from among them. Abid certain men clave unto him, and believed, among the which was Dionysus the Aragopagate, and a woman named Damaris, and others with them. To have anybody believe him was amazing. So it was a very productive, not as many as Peter and John when they had thousands, but to be able to convince anybody in that place was amazing. Let's pray. Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we thank you oh so much for the things you allow us to be a part of and allowing us to be a part of your work, just like these apostles and disciples that we read about so we can also spread the good news of salvation and the good news of a future home in heaven. Thank you oh so much as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Thank you all.